Hey there, this is Ensuing Confusion GM and producer Connor Sheridan. Just cutting in with a quick pre-episode message. This is part two of two episodes that we had some recording difficulties with, so the audio quality is not quite up to the the quality that we typically have, but um, I think the issues were cleared up from here on out, so if you just stick with us through this episode, it should be all back to normal. So thank you for your patience, and please enjoy. Yeah, I think four will just leave you to talk it out amongst yourselves. Um, you know, she doesn't expect you to do this for her necessarily because this would be uh, potentially uh, potentially dangerous. You don't necessarily know what's in there. So we will say that if you want to do this, this will be the start of a score. Um, okay. And we can enter the gather information phase. Mm. So what do you want to try to find out about this place? Well, as I'm talking with uh, the crew, I would say the way I see it, this has got to shake down one or two ways. We either have to have Indigo Analytics get off this Landberg, get away from the dig site before it crosses the blockade. And that way, uh, four gaskets not going to have to share anything that the junkers find here. Or we need to find a way to get in there and obtain whatever they came here for without Indigo Analytics being aware that we're doing that. Otherwise, we're going to have to share what we find here. Also, you're not licensed to make digs yourself, so that might lead into more troubles. And we're kind of already on the radar. I mean, we just had a bounty hunter nearby flag us down. The bounty hunter wasn't necessarily working for the Azure fleet. Uh, Quail said that she had beef with somebody in the. Uh, I'm going right? to retcon that actually, and not even say say it wasn't even officially a Junkers Guild because Quell has done quite a bit of work for the Junkers Guild, and obviously is on reasonably good terms with the head of the Junkers Guild. I'm going to say maybe it was another client who had somehow obtained a dig permit, and uh, Quell Quell was like, you know what? I don't think this person needs to know that I found this. <laughs> the reality of the situation and uh, the reality that Gadget has ascertained for herself aren't necessarily one and the same thing. That is true. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I could talk to Vert, go chat him up and see what they know and if it might if any of that might help us. Sure. Yeah, you could you could start with that if you want. So what uh, what would your what would your plan be for that? Um, Basically, like what what do you want to roll for that? He is a contact of yours. Um, you don't necessarily know what terms you stand on with him, but like he he acted like he was you know happy to see you. So you could you could probably do a consort. That's that's what I was leaning to consort with connections from your heritage background, friends or rivals to gain access to resources, information, people, or places. Cool. Yeah, go ahead and make a consort gather information roll then. 
<laughs> Maybe you bring some like cigars to reminisce with Vert. <laughs> uh, is that risky standard or risky standard is fine. It's just the other information. Yeah, so there will be consequences. It's just the quality of information you get. Ooh, crit. crit. Okay. Nice. Good that, job. Does that give us a gambit? No. You only get gambits on action rolls. Okay. This is a gather information roll. Okay. Uh, but you get extremely good information and you get to ask follow-up questions. So what question are you, what general question are you asking of him here? Um, well, whenever we gather info, we can always ask what is most valuable here <laughs> because of our cargo eye. Oh, okay. nice. So good by thinking. here, by here, do you mean in the camp or in the whole like in the dig. area of operation? Yep. And yeah, what is the most valuable thing here in the dig that they're aware of? Okay. Um, so that door, uh, that's a pretty well reinforced door. Um, they haven't been able to open it yet, but they know that it, um, chances are whatever's behind there has been pretty unperturbed over the ages, assuming because, you know, the door hasn't been open. So that would probably be pretty valuable. Okay. Um, and how many do I get to ask? You get to ask, uh, it's not like powered by the apocalypse. There isn't like a set amount. Um, you can ask follow-up questions and I might even give you a little bit more on top um, because you got a crit. So, you know, and you do have, uh, if you're struggling with things to, th to ask, if you look on your character sheet, you do actually have some sample questions under gather information near the bottom. Yeah, and that's what I was looking at. Cool. Um, so really good information. What really good information would be helpful here now? Anyone got any ideas? Well, you know, they don't, it sounds like they don't know what is behind the door. They just, uh, they just know that uh, there's a likelihood that it hasn't been disturbed and may be valuable. How did yeah. they find out about this? Uh, or actually, do they know why this Landberg, this little mini Landberg is moving so rapidly toward uh, the reverent assemblage? Since the what is most valuable here didn't really lead me to believe that they have anything that can help us about the vault, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to glean information about what's going on with these Landbergs. Okay. Uh, I think you'll pause for a moment and then kind of elbow you and say like, well, don't go telling any civilians about this. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, and he says, um, that big landmass out there just past the blockade seems to be collecting Landbergs somehow, kind of smashing them together. It's making this thing they call used to call, uh, what was it? And he calls out to the tent like, Hey, what was that big thing with all the continent? Yeah, seems to be making a continent. Uh, and we don't quite know why yet. That's part of the reason we got these blockades set up. We're kind of trying to slow it down, you know what I mean? Um, we know there's folks out there. We don't know much about them. It's a little, it's a little concerning. Have you had any luck slowing them down or, you know, keeping the people safe at least? It depends. Uh, some of them, you know, we can hook anchors in them, slow them down a little bit. Uh, if there's any, if the uh, Landberg's inhabited, get get people off of it. But 
Seems like one of these once one of these Landbergs, and he taps his foot on the ground. Uh, gets the gets the notion to go to you know join up with the rest. Um, there's not that much we can do. In all my years, I never. <laughs> yeah, don't go <laughs> spread that around. It could don't want to start a panic. I, I definitely understand that, but I'm sure anyone who flies by and sees it. Just going to be panicking on their own. <laughs> well, that's what the blockade for blockades for too. You know, don't want people getting too close. Um, there's also, and he kind of looks around again. There's also some rumors that you know. Well, he probably he would know that they're not rumors. And by the way, make sure you don't fly too close. For some reason, lift cores just start going on the fritz as soon as they get anywhere near that place. Real bad scene. Oh, I definitely noted. I would not want to drop out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's a real bad end to your day. And yeah, so I think that's I think it's probably pretty appropriate for a crit, unless you can think of any uh, follow-up questions from that. Not that I can think of. Okay. So you learned some things there. Uh, Quell, Gadget, or Myriad. Do you have any ideas for stuff, stuff to gather information with? Um, and remember that as you're doing this, you're kind of like filling in little bits of your plan and kind of helping decide which plan you want to pick. You know, you know that 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 door is there. Maybe you could find some way to open it. Maybe there's, you know, like there's a whole mountain here. Maybe there's parts that people haven't explored yet because you know this this spot used to be very deep down. Oh, um, the door's within easy range of us getting to right now. The door is in the cave mouth. Um, opening it would be, you know, maybe something you could do, especially with your uh, your old connections to the Children of the Wire. Um, opening it without anybody noticing would be uh, maybe slightly more difficult. Is it a mechanical door? Could I sweet talk it using my construct whisper? Uh, you would need to check it out. Let's go do that. Anything to get away from the government. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I think you can just kind of, you know, mosey your way on over there. Um, there, there is this cave mouth and a few yards into the cave, the, the weathering of natural elements fades and you can, uh, because as I said, like, it's like the mountain got cut in half for some reason. So it's like, you're kind of stepping into what used to just be a corridor. Um, and the weathering of natural elements fades and you can begin to see the panels and walls from before. The square white tiles reflect ambient light from outside much further than you'd expect. A few yards further, a door that takes up most of the width of the cavern stands closed. It looks like the two halves are meant to slide apart, but they look very heavy. So if you want to try to find out anything more about this, you can make some kind of a gather information call. As far as a geographical terrain, that's a little bit outside of Gadget's scope. Um, her, her native Landberg doesn't have a lot of interesting... I guess I should say landmarks on it. Um, mm -hmm. Her specialty is machinery. Um, she's not the greatest people person. She does not trust people, but a machine, there is no secrets in a machine. So if she could find the store and just study it for a little bit, um, that'd probably be her. Uh, that's more of her jam. But Myriad mm -hmm. is from a very interesting Landberg. What do you make of this? It just looks like a really heavy door. <laughs> I'll tell you what, how about you can study the door and then we can make that gather information roll and then if Myriad wants to like do more scouting around the general terrain then we could have that be another gather information okay. roll. 
All right, I shall Go ahead study. And do, that your, do your study. Yeah, it's just it's for just... rolls, right? Yep, so risky standards, fine. Nice. Okay, you get a five, so that's good information. Um, you see, uh, you're not wanting to get too close to it because there's probably like, I would imagine that there's some Azure uh, Indigo Analytics like researchers kind of like having a camped outside to kind of mm -hmm. like talk and make sure that nobody else sneaks in there. But, they, but they'll like let you at least step up and kind of look in there. Um, and you notice that there is a, a little panel on the side of the door that um, looks like it's about the size of, um, you tell me, you know what hack is. What do these old like computer terminals look like? Um, I imagine this is my, is this like old technology, like precursor technology? Yeah. Um, it would probably be like a, like a Sigurd, um, a, a hollow panel with almost like rune-like inscriptions. Um, I'm trying like to think it. of an example of it. Uh, oh, Breath of the Wild with their... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Sheikah slates and whatnot? Yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, so when you see the shape of that panel, you get a pretty good idea that if you pop that thing open, um, you could probably try to hack your way into the star. But the Indigo Analytics nerds are outside this camp right now, right? Yeah. They're not soldiers, you know, probably wouldn't be too tough to <laughs> distract them or otherwise um, get them to piss off for a bit. But um, yeah, as for doing it right now without any assistance, it would be a little risky. You know, once we go, if depending on how we decide to go about this, mm -hmm. you, know, you take some fine brandy and some illicit drugs and talk them up. <laughs> and There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Gadget would not be the type of person to take a risk right now. All right, and Myriad, do, what did you want to... How did you want to gather some information? Um, so we've got some... We know something about the door. We know something about the kind of general state of the of the Landberg, uh, you know, vis-a-vis -vis its position with the blockade. <laughs> Anything else you're interested in? I guess I would ask, like, what the danger... Like, try to figure out what might be dangerous about this area. Okay, how do you think you go about uh, finding that out? I mean, the easiest way would be to ask around. But that's not really what Myriad would do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could just go on a little walk about yourself and see what you see. I mean, you know, you're you're a, a badass muscle if you get into trouble. Uh, among any of you, if you get into trouble, you'd be in the best shape. <laughs> yeah, Myriad would probably, like, walk around looking for trouble. Okay. So what are you what are you rolling for that? I could see probably I could see study again just to see like what you see. I could see scramble if you're maybe trying to climb up to some high points and again like Breath of the Wild, you know, survey the landscape. I was gonna go for scramble. Cool. Alright, give us that scramble gather information. So just risky standard. Four. So that's good information. Uh, okay, so I think you probably make your way up onto like a, a foothill on the other side of the mountain, and you see um, you don't see anything moving, right? Um, you know that Mount uh, Landbergs when they're lower in the strata can have some like really weird, they can have some really weird spirits, strange creatures um, that can be dangerous. You don't see anything like that here. Um, what you do notice in the landscape is. Uh, there's some weird, like, there's some weird 
holes in the terrain that look like they're shaped like animals. Um, you know, there's one that's shaped like a like lizard. There's one that's shaped like a deer, um, kind of in profile. Um, oh, that's kind of weird. This uh, is but, my hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a slight uh, Ami. What is it? Amigahara fault energy. Yes. Um, <laughs> From out here, you don't see anything like that's jumping out to you as, as dangerous in that way. Um, it maybe puts you a little on edge just having all those weird holes around. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing jumps out at you and attacks you or anything. Okay, so it's sort of like looking at clouds and seeing shapes, but they're holes. Yeah, in the ground and in the mountainside and maybe in like a tree or something. A really old tree, yeah. That's not creepy at all. Just don't worry about it, it's fine. Uh, and Quell, <laughs> did you want to gather information anyway? Yeah. Um, you know, Quell, Quell is called Quick Call for a reason. You know, one, she knows a lot of these junk pickers. I mean, she never was like, you know, high up in the junk picking guild, but she did a lot of work for them, you know, to try and get a little coin to feed herself when she could. And um, she's known for using, well, she's not known, but the reason she's quick call is she would often use in tune almost innately while um, working on digs, you know, and, and picking. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna fall back in old habits if I wanna know what we're supposed to be finding here and I wanna know where the good stuff is. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of get in tune with uh, the dig itself. We're gonna see what the dig has to tell me. So okay. I think uh, she's gonna wander as close as she can to the door without being particularly uh, weirdly obvious. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then she's gonna go ahead and she's gonna, she's gonna see what the the door and the dig site have to tell her. Okay. So you can make your uh, tune gather information then. Excellent. She kind of looks like she's just like kind of scuffing her, her already very scuffed up boots and maybe like poking <laughs> around at stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go ahead. It's a tune and what, what is it? A risky position? It's risky standard because you're just gathering information. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> oh, it was a little rough. <laughs> so I think in this case, all you feel is that so I said that the mountain was bifurcated, right? It's like there was mm -hmm. the half that had that was kind of cut off, and then the half uh, behind it is just kind of like a regular mountain. You okay. feel like you do feel something or things um, mm -hmm. in that back half of the mountain. In the back half of the mountain, the part that was yeah. cut off, or the part that is not cut off. Okay. And so is you that know, like the, the door leads to. Yes. Okay. It's not necessarily like right there at the base. It feels like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe there's like caves throughout the mountain or something that they're they're hanging out in. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's far enough away and there's like enough rock that you're not getting a really good idea of anything. Okay. Well, I think that uh not really getting a good sense of anything. She's gonna go kind of are there any trees here on this dig site? Yeah, there's some like petrified trees. I think okay. on the side of it, that's what they are. She's gonna go lean against a tree casually, like she's just trying to get out of the sun, you know, or just being lazy, which lots of people say market urchins are. 
Uh Um, uh, But what she's really doing is uh, she's going to try and uh, call to Lax, her little moth spirit. Mm -hmm. And she's going to ask Lax uh, to check check this place out, see what they can (laughs) find, but to be careful. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, don't don't put yourself in harm's way. You know, I feel like there's something here, but there are places here I can't get into. Maybe you can uh, mm-hmm. do a girl a favor and check it out. All right. All right. And uh, when we reconvene, I I make sure to uh, tell our crew that whatever is back in that back half of the mountain behind those doors, it's, uh, it's more than just some... Uh, uh, inanimate goods. Uh, yeah, I think Lex will probably just be like out scouting around for you right now. Yeah, this will probably. Take a I while. figured it would take a while. I, yeah. I figured that, but okay. we're not moving immediately. So you know, after I send Lex off and I wander back over, probably to Augustine first. I I let uh, him and then everybody else know that you know whatever is waiting behind those doors, it's not just a pile of inanimate goods. <laughs> We may be letting the tiger out of the cage if we get that door open. Or we may be knocking on somebody's door who does not appreciate solicitors. So you definitely know more than you did before. Now the next step is to pick a plan. How do you want to get in here? We have assault, which would be determining your point of attack if you want to just go head on with these nerds. <laughs> um, there are a bunch of researchers, you know, they're not, they probably have some like weapons, but they're not strapped. Uh, deception, the method you'll use to deceive them. Infiltration, the in- entry point you'll use to get in. Mystic, the arcane power you'll uh, I was going to say consort with, but I guess attune with, to help you out. <laughs> social, the social connection you'll use to make your way in. And transport, the locations or route you'll use to get there. Myriad is always ready for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And we haven't had any many straight up fights for for myriad <laughs> but i understand I mean, if you guys don't want to fight these nerds. <laughs> i mean if you knock them out fast enough they might not even may, might not even know i mean we could go the let's drug them out and put them to sleep we could uh, we could uh we could let them know that uh we are now renowned chefs and uh offer to cook them a meal then it would be real easy to drug them all <laughs> I'm just going to assume that these um, researchers are going to be very easy to deceive because they haven't even figured out how to open a door yet. And it's not <laughs> that hard, people. Isn't that a little suspicious in and of itself, though? That oh, absolutely. all of them are having difficulty opening this door? I mean, here we're dealing with the head of the Junkers Guild, so this ain't no little dig. And we're dealing with, uh, you know, the Indigo, whatever the hell they're called. What are they called? Indigo something. Indigo, Indigo analytics. Indigo analytics. And uh, between all of them, this door hasn't gotten opened. And it's been, uh, they've been here for quite a while, long enough for us to get sent out to check on them. Something Ford, is suspicious. Four told you that they were, a, they were working on opening the door when Indigo analytics showed up. And mm. they stopped work because they didn't want to have to split it. That is true. But that meant that they were here for at least a little while before the door got open. Yep. Well, you know, there's some, there's probably like some rubble scattered around the entrance. They might have had to blast their way just into the cave itself. Mm. And if they stopped opening the door because they didn't want to share with Indigo Analytics, what is Indigo Analytics waiting for? Do they just not want to have to split it with the Junkers Guild? 
Or is there something else going on? They don't seem like the type to just wait for the Junkers Guild to do things if there's something in there that they want to claim. I feel like this is information we could have gathered. <laughs> well, I'm well, just thinking well. about it now. <laughs> well, uh, I will let you gather more information at the cost of one tick per gather information roll. Because, you know, you, have, you only have so much time. You currently have one tick on the drifting of the blockade clock, and it is one out of six. Yeah. Well, let's establish it's... what we do now, right? Let's do a little rundown. Whoever has a way better memory than me. Um, Indigo Analytics doesn't know how to open the door. That was what I got about this. Okay. So that explains why they haven't opened it. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. This being able to interface with this really old tech in a way that like you use it to its intended purpose is pretty rare knowledge. Um, mm. Gadget is, you know, Gadget knows how to do it because she has those cool old like Children of the Wire teachings. Um, but you know, as we established, the Children of the Wire were not an open practice. They didn't just like you know plan, print out pamphlets and hand them out. Um, so not everybody knows how to do that. Damn, do we know Gadget knows how to do that? G Gadget knows lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't know how open Gadget is about the fact that she kind of came from a Children of the Wire family. And so, like, you know, I don't even know if we know Gadget knows how to do that. <laughs> and it was Myriad who discovered the holes in the fault of a mountain, correct? Yeah. Yes, animal holes. Oh. Wait, could we go in through those holes? Do we need to open this damn door at all? Are you? Uh, you'd have to find like a bigger hole, but you might be able to find one. Oh, so they're pretty small holes. Y yeah, but uh, Myriad was specifically looking for dangerous stuff. They weren't necessarily looking for another way in. Mm. But your your moth white spirit scout might have. Maybe. If you want to wait a little bit to see what it reports back in, uh, I could give you another gather information roll for that. Uh, I am I am up for whatever the crew thinks would be best because, um, you know, I, I think that we could either drug people and then try to walk on in the front, or we could try to walk on in the back if there is a back door. Somebody clearly found a back door. We just someone much smaller than us. Are being oh, sorry, what'd you say? What'd you say? The I missed that. They're being gathered into a continent. Oh, yeah. Oh, did did yeah. uh, Augustine tell us that? Uh, yeah, I would have shared the stuff I'm not supposed to share. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. Uh, so that's kind of terrifying, too. Yeah, um, and that, uh, you know, when you get close to the continent lift core stop working what <laughs> yep they don't know why so it just happens that would be very uh confusing and um threatening to our whole way of life since for what many years now potentially centuries we've been using these airships to get around and landbergs have been what people live on yep you could describe uh, it as somewhat of an existential threat. Although, like Vert said, you know, they, as far as he knows, people live there. People get by. Right. I'm not saying it's going to kill us. I'm just saying uh, 
that is a very alien way of life to us, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> uh, and to be clear, this drifting into the blockade thing, the blockade and the continent are two separate things. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So but the blockade is not part of the continent. It is outside well, of the continent. If we make it to the blockade, then we're going to be at the mercy of the... That would be the Azure Fleet. Uh, and they're a tier five faction. Okay, so frankly, we are learning that we don't want uh, to be around with our, uh, our hands in our pants when <laughs> we run into this blockade. And we certainly don't want to be around when this dig site, for whatever reason, decides to uh, join its buddies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so speed is important here, I would think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're not, well, not going to wait for Lax to report back in? Uh, I mean, Lax knows how to find me. Uh, yeah. I, we can start going down one thing, and Lax can come by and let us know if we need to divert. Sure. I, I think I could uh, talk up the nerds and tell them some stories about Vert when, before he was the uh, head research coordinator. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's great. Underlings like nothing more than stories that humiliate their supervisors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that sounds like it would probably be a deception because you're deceiving them into talk, listen to your story or, or a social because you're using your social connection to vert um, yeah. to distract people. And like, I mean, wait. it might be a true story. Mm -hmm. Vert's kind of a dweeb. You could, yeah, you could like kind of have Augustine on the outside, like keeping the camp <laughs> distracted while the rest of you infiltrate the cave. I was going to uh, take my my fine or my luxury item mm -hmm. and some illicit drugs and <laughs> spike it and chat them up and have a drink over the stories and uh, knock them out. Okay. Uh, well, that would probably be deception then, because you're deceiving them into drinking spiked drinks that are going to knock their asses out. Um, hey, Augustine, how much trouble are you going to get into when they eventually wake up? Were they going to fire him? him? <laughs> no. I just don't know cool. if it's entirely legal to uh, drug the uh, head of Indigo Analytics, or at least their work here. But, you know, it might not matter. I mean, if we're in kind of a Wild West scenario. Well, my influential friend might become a rival. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't, These I, things happen. That, that, that could be a flip. I mean, I, my list of influential friends is getting kind of long right now, and it's a lot of blue <laughs> and a lot of red. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, that sounds exciting. Then it won't just be Batra chasing us. <laughs> uh, all right. So is everybody cool with that idea of the deception plan? Basically, Augustine keeping everybody uh, occupied well, um, and hopefully not <laughs> knocking some uh, key members of the of the uh, Indigo Analytics side out while the rest of you try to sneak in. Sure. Yeah. yeah sure. So if i'm going to stay out the whole time i'll just chat them up but if i want to get them knocked out and then follow him 
follow in afterwards for an additional hand if needed, then I'll knock them out. It's up to you. I'm, I'm fine with having a B plot. I think those could be a lot of fun, um, cutting back and forth. But if you'd rather be part of the team, then yeah, you could you could drug them. Yeah, I'll, I'll drug them just because I don't want to just sit there and chat <laughs> it up all the time. That makes sense. Uh, Quell kind of sees Augustine as our fearless leader. So mm -hmm. it's good to have our fearless leader on board as we literally plumb the depths. Okay. All right. So this will be a deception. And the method is uh, a party with some spiked drinks. Uh, are you, I do have to, you know what? No, we'll leave that to the engagement role. So we start with 1D for sheer luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Take plus 1D. Is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? Take minus 1D. Mm, I'm leaning more to minus 1D because you're trying to drug up just the right people, but not the... Tell you what, if you don't care about also knocking out the um, Junkers Guild, uh, or are you specifically not inviting the Junkers Guild to this party? Well, no, it's not even a party. They have a little tent with a couple of nerds that watch to oh, make okay. sure. So it's just chatting up the couple at the tent. Okay, so that's just that's just straight then. Uh, I wouldn't say it's bold, particularly bold or daring or overly complex or contingent. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Take plus 1D. Is the target strongest or against this approach, or do they have particular defenses? Take minus. Uh... I don't think so. Uh, can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? Take plus 1D. I think we can add one here because you're um, you're using your connection with Vert here. So that's up to 2D. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think 2D. That sounds good. That sounds good to everybody? Uh -huh. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's make this roll. Okay, that's a four. So you'll start in a risky position. So we open with um, Augustine in, in conversation. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Everybody needs to pick their load first. You get to pick your load again if you wanted to change things out. And mm -hmm. I will refresh your gambits to two because they refresh at the start. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with my normal load Same. with my, my amazing silver knife. All right, what's everybody's load? Uh, Quells is medium or normal? Yep. Got to be able to scramble. If you're an urchin, scrambling comes up a lot. Don't ever stop yourself from scrambling. <laughs> Rule awesome. one, never stop scrambling. <laughs> never stop scrambling. Every day I'm scrambling. <laughs> uh, Augustine, if you go normal, I will say that they might be a little bit suspicious of you. It um, might influence the effect level. Dick uh, sight. They're not walking around keeping themselves protected. It's uh, you haven't seen any like horrible things roaming around. They're you know they're researchers. They've got they've got uh, clipboards. <laughs> well, I can go light. My luxury item and illicit drugs don't take up any weight. So hey, look at you. With the knowledge that he is planning on joining us afterward, could mm -hmm. one of us carry some of his gear and then he could uh, get it when he comes in? It just goes against your load. Yeah, that's, that's. I think that's a little bit more detailed than the system's intended to get into, but I'm fine with it. You'd just have to mark the load for it. Yeah, I know that when we did Blades in the Dark, we would occasionally ha take something and pass it off to the other person, and then it would just 
go against our weight. I'll take yeah. the heavy load because Gad's the kind of person that'll bring basically everything she has with her at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my back ta back ta backpack on top of Gadget's backpack. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I almost imagine like Gadget just having like a little automaton that travels next to her and it's just carrying this huge backpack now. <laughs> I'm working on my drone, but yeah. it, he, can't, he can't carry that much yet. <laughs> no, you can, you can carry a wire. <laughs> I was kind of imagining it like the, uh, oh gosh, have you ever seen Return to Oz? TikTok, the the rolling. Oh, uh, that's not. not that really weird Russian puppet film, is it? No, okay. no, that's the, that's the one where like Dorothy goes back to Oz, and it has Princess Mombi who cut off everyone's heads and then wears them because she cool. got bored with her head. I haven't seen it personally, but I watched YouTube reviews of it, so I'll pretend I'm cultured. Oh, <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So we've got Quell, Normal, uh, Gadget, Heavy, Augustine, Light, Myriad. What, how, what are you packing? Um, I'm going Normal. Normal. Sensible. All right. That's good. I refreshed your gambits. Okay. So yes, you're in a risky position to start with. Um, and that is you um, trying to uh, share the, the good life with these, um, with these researchers at the front of the cave um augustine so they they're happy to chat with you about um about uh vert as a uh as a little research assistant he probably wasn't super great as a research assistant because like he was always on that executive track you know oh, great. <laughs> not, the, not the doing the the telling to do um but he still made it somehow so what do you do that means they extra want to hear you talk shit about him <laughs> I don't know if that would be a sway or consort. I think in this case it would probably be sway because you are deceiving them. Um, you know, okay. you're doing something that isn't in their best interest. Yep. Uh, I could say consort too, but it would probably be a reduced effect. What would Augustine roll to seduce them? Since apparently you're very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can seduce in any number of ways, right? You could study somebody to figure out what they like. You could uh, scramble to show them how beefy you are. Um, you could yeah, it's, it's, its approach is not skilled. Um, but yes, uh, Augustine, so you want to sway them? To yeah, kind of we'll you know, party down? Sway. And I get plus one because I'm using a luxury item, right? Uh, no, that was just to acquire assets. On, um, okay. You'll get increased effect. It will that, be a risky great. I only have one die. You could spend in a gambit. Sway? You could put yourself. You spend could a gambit. That's okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to spend a gambit because I think a lot kind of hinges on this. Yeah, sure. I would. I would encourage you to because hopefully I'll start making gambits with my gambit making abilities. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see where this puts us. Ooh. 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 Okay. I think what happens here is uh, I'm going to do two consequences. Uh, it takes too long, uh, and you get you end up having to imbibe along with them to get them started. Um, so the two consequences are two ticks on the drifting into the blockade clock, uh, which you can resist, and the other consequence is level two harm. Um, 
woozy. <laughs> oh man, uh, never use a drug. I was gonna say never use a drug you haven't built up a resistance to. <laughs> this is like iocane powder. Yep. You gotta put it in both cups. Yep. <laughs> so it seems like you're going to get there. It's just going to be very costly. And again, you can resist both of those, but you have to do them individually. Um, so you know, one then the next. Uh, woozy is level two higher, which will give me minus one D for the time. Yep. Um, how does resisting work again? To resist woozy, I think you would probably do your prowess um, just to see how much you could shake it off. Um, and you would roll, you'd click the little prowess thing, you would yep. select no bonus dice, and then you would take stress equal to six minus the highest die result. Okay. I'd like to resist the other one first because that would be resolve, right? Yeah, I can see that being resolve. You're kind of like hurrying them along, just like with Batra. <laughs> yep. Oh. Okay, you'll take three stress. And I'm just going to be woozy. <laughs> All right. Yes, yeah, so you, you rolled a three, so you take three stress, and it looks like you're at seven out of nine now. Yep. That's okay. And as a reminder, because I was getting this wrong for a long time, when you mark your final stress boxes when you take um, trauma or uh, Beam Saber calls them scars, which maybe I like a little better because trauma is like a, a real thing that's not necessarily like a game mechanic. Um, but we can talk about that later if we want. Right. So yes, um, it does not mark up by two. Um, you were able to do it in the in the time that you laid out, um, but when the others come up to, uh, <laughs> you know, they see the others two napping and they see you leaning heavily against the cave wall. There, there is sleep. <laughs> <laughs> are you are. drunk? <laughs> uh, I'm just. They, they wanted to do shots together, and <laughs> I took one for the team. But <laughs> I'm okay. Just picturing drunk Sam Elliott staggering <laughs> with some sleeping scientists at at their feet. <laughs> they look comfortable. <sighs> I tucked them in. Quell <laughs> yeah. uh, doesn't know whether to be like incredibly amused or like very disapproving because we're <laughs> about to do this potentially dangerous job with a very drunk Augusta. <laughs> Listen, it was either that. Or... It's not really more drunk. It's more drugged. So <laughs> uh, I hope he specifies that I am not drunk. I am drugged. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a fine difference. Maria just like prods him along with their cane to get him <laughs> moving. <laughs> uh, Quell asks Myriad, would you be able to carry him if he winds up unable to walk? I, I walk with the cane. <laughs> I'm not carrying anyone. <laughs> oh, you're just really strong. I mean, I guess you could just poke at him with the cane and roll him along the floor. Perfect. <laughs> Roger, you are too no, inflated no. right now to be concerned about Augustine. 
because mm-hmm. here they are, apparently Indigo Analytics' finest minds, and they are stone cold knocked out. Like, <laughs> apparently, uh, there wasn't a lot inside their mind to resist uh, this this drug effect. So, once again, she has a reason to feel intellectually superior to the analytics team. Oh, good. Wait, does that mean that Gadget is assuming at some point Augustine has attempted to drug her? <laughs> oh, no, not absolutely not. No, she she understands that Augustine had, you know, ties to the government in the past, but now now they're on our side. Um, so Augustine's safe. She's not worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you have this this cave before you and um, it's a little dark in there. Although, like I said, the these white tiles uh, reflect the light. A little bit better than you'd expect, so you can you can still kind of see what's going on in there, and we're pro- we're probably in like dusk right now. Um, I already have my vision enhancing goggles on, so Ooh. all right, well, let's go hack to the store before they wake up. Okay, we'll be out for a, a while. <laughs> That's okay, Augustine. I'm the one who's hacking into the door. <laughs> <laughs> So I think you you walk up, you open the panel, um, and it, yeah, it's exactly what you expected. The problem is that the screen is blank. It looks like it isn't powered right now. Son of a bitch. All right. Could I find? Could I study this and find the source of the power? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you could do something like that. Uh, if you want to try and study this, I think um, it would probably be controlled. Uh, standard. Okay, so you got a five. So uh, this is going to take a little bit of time, and the mm-hmm. consequence I impose will be to tick up the clock a little bit. Sorry, I sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. You can resist that if you want. I do um, want to resist that. Would that be through insight? Yeah, I could say you could speed things along if you use insight. Oh, look at that. You got a six, so that means you take no stress. Um, you're, you're so of, insightful. You're a little so uncertain at first, but then you realize that um, if you pop off a corner corner of the mm-hmm. uh, panel, um, you could probably get a few leads and just hook them up to the power source that you were using for your little spider or your little wire laying drone. Um, a panel like this wouldn't take much energy. It's okay, Tuck, right? I'll put you back together when I'm done. <laughs> I unceremoniously pull out its power core and use it into the panel. Okay. The screen turns on. All right. Good boy. Screen's on. Time to hack it. Okay. Uh, I, I really love the idea of, like, you have uh, hacking tools here. Mm-hmm. I think in this world, maybe hacking tools would even just be, like, old uh, user manuals <laughs> that like only the children of the wire know how to read. Um, I think just doing it, uh, you know, from memory, you would probably have, uh, you probably have standard effect, but if you do take those hacking tools, then that would be great effect. Do you want me to use my hacking tools or my fine hacking, Greg? Or both. Oh, uh, let me look at your sheet again. Probably your fine hacking rig, actually. That makes more sense. All right. So you can you can untick the hacking rules if you want, hacking tools if you want. Okay. Um, and yeah, you do, it doesn't need to just be a book. What is uh, what does gadgets fine hacking rig look like? 
Um, no, I kind of like the idea of the book, but maybe it was, you know, um, this is probably like something on it. NES Power Glove. But it's a holiday. <laughs> But it's a what? Okay, so imagine the power glove from the uh -huh. NES days, but yep. there's like a um a shallow hollow display where you slowly scroll through to read the user manual. Do you also have a game <laughs> genie that houses the user manuals? Oh well that'd be if I use a fine hacking rig with with the hacking tools. <laughs> All right, so if you uh, want to hack your way into this thing, I think that would be risky great now because you have those fine tools. All right. And, you know, you're you're consulting your little manual and going back and forth. Okay, you got a one and a five, so glad you got that thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think, okay, yeah. So what happens here is um, I'm going to put you in a, in a desperate position. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that happens is... Um, you manage to get this door open. Mm -hmm. uh, the door starts opening, and it is loud. Oh, oh! <laughs> like this. This sense. is machinery that hasn't moved in centuries, built into the side of a mountain. Loud, <laughs> um, and they definitely heard this back at the camp. <laughs> you, you didn't oil it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a custom solution to top. <laughs> Hatedly say oil it. <laughs> I love it. I'm actually really digging it. <laughs> now, like any other consequence, you can try to resist that if you want. So you wouldn't be desperate. You'd just stick it risky. Um, I, I kind of do want to resist it if at all possible. We do we do have a culinary reputation. It wouldn't be outrageous for us to have culinary oils on hand <laughs> just as soon as it starts creaking open you're just like everybody everybody grease it <laughs> i just really like to think that we cook with wd-40 yeah you cook, oh, totally that's like it's the most apocalyptic thing ever um, um how would you handle this because normally my default's insight but i don't um, scramble, scramble. <laughs> At prowess i mean yeah it would probably be well I think insight would probably be realizing that you need to do this before it starts squeaking really loud and then prowess, but prowess would be doing it quickly enough that, you know, it, it doesn't uh, cause a big scene. So you could argue either. Mm. Gadget has matched the scenario for just about every possible situation. So I, I'm going with insight. All right. Mm. So you got a five is your highest result. You'll take one stress. Uh, yes, and as it starts to uh, squeak, you carefully grab your. Uh, let's see, is there anything on your on your character sheet here that would make sense for that? Illicit drugs, uh, probably spare parts. Okay, sounds good. Okay, um, and yes, the, so the door uh, opens a little bit more quietly. It's still not quiet. Um, mm -hmm. The people out front would probably hear it, but they're knocked out. So you're good. Um, and you can you can all uh, dip inside if you want. <laughs> I, I guess we better. Better than waiting out here. We don't want to draw any more attention to ourselves. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you, you can get in there. Are you going to leave the door open or are you going to try to close it again? Mm. <sighs> well, if we close it, people are less likely to follow us. But if we close it, we may also potentially trap ourselves inside. 
what is your guarantee we could get this thing open again if we needed to? Well, as the only person who has been able to successfully open this door up in hundreds of years, I'm pretty confident about my abilities to <laughs> open it a second time. You're batting a, you're batting a thousand so far. <laughs> <laughs> I trust. Well, I trust Gadget. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Quell is uncomfortable. I've never been trapped <laughs> in a mountain before. I'm confident <laughs> about this. Quell, Quell, see, so, Quell has like slept on rooftops a lot of her life and is not used to being closed in dark cavernous spaces. So she's not super thrilled about the idea of shutting their only exit. But she does understand that Gadget's pretty smart. And she also uh, knows we don't want anyone on our tail. Mm -hmm. That'll only complicate things. And uh, my tech rat's power core probably won't be able to keep this open indefinitely. I think you only need the power core to open it. It's like, you know, once it's open, it doesn't need uh, more power to stay open. That makes sense. Uh, so you can just pluck that out. Um, but yeah, if you go around to the other side, there's an identical panel on the other side, and you know how to do this now, so I wouldn't make, even make you roll for it. Well, you've got the keys to the kingdom gadget. All right. Let, I'm closing the door behind us. I do not want anybody following that trail. <laughs> gadget wasn't raised in a barn. <laughs> panel back together. Yeah, you can, you can do that real quick. <laughs> it's okay. Let's hear a stress flashback to put the panel back together. Yeah. <laughs> And it is pitch black in here. Well, oh, I have vision enhancing goggles. I didn't even bother to think of everybody else's situation. Well, I can't <laughs> see shit, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at your sheets to see if there's... Um... Is this a good time for Quell to resummon her light spirit? <laughs> it's just a little It does not exist, by the way, because spirits don't exist. But if you want to resummon your drone, that's fine, too. <laughs> I think for our purposes, we could replace um, spy gear. Spy gear. <laughs> uh, I would say maybe communicator because we've established that there's no wireless communication, and have that just be like flashlights and flares. I mean, do we have a torch in here? Did we think to bring one since we're going inside a mountain? <laughs> if you mark the load for it, you sure do. Oh boy. But yeah, uh, everybody can just hit add, and then at the bottom, um, you can... I just replace communicator. Yeah, you can do that, too. And then you can take that to have some light for it with you, and it'll be just one load to have okay. a, a flashlight handy. Or Actually, I don't know. What do you think What do you think the light source is like in this world? Because I don't want it to just be regular flashlights. <laughs> it could, they could literally be torches. Are they lanterns? Like... Oil lanterns. They could be like lanterns made out of like luminescent material. Yeah, maybe uh maybe on your like nice forest landberg, like there's caves with bioluminescent moss. So that's one of your exports. These cool, cool luminescent lanterns. So yeah, everybody has that, everybody can have light. Um and yeah, the uh the cave goes off, it stretches out before you into darkness. Uh, um what do you do? Quill, once we get in and the door is closed, Quill's going to try to attune to this space again. Just thinking maybe the big heavy door served um, like kind of like a lead shield, like it blocked 
her connection because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's never been anywhere where there's like no spirit activity at all. Mm -hmm. And she's wondering, like, even if she can just get a sense of how big this place is or what might be in here or what direction they should go, kind of like a weird, like a little homing pigeon. Uh, okay. Uh, give me a, what does this look like when you, when you're just attuning to the world? Uh, Quell's going to kind of, you know, crouch down near one of the cave walls and she's going to lean one hand against the cave wall and one hand against the cave floor. So she looks like she's kind of like hunched down and touching him. And, uh, she's really like focusing. She's mm -hmm. focusing, uh, as if she, she almost sees herself. She doesn't really know what a circuit is because she was not part of the children of the wire, but mm -hmm. she basically imagines it's like one part of her is flowing out into the cave and one part of the cave is flowing into her and she's creating a circuit. Okay. Uh, so give me a risky standard then. I, I'm assuming you're attuning. Yeah. All right. Well, better than last time. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you get a feel for it. Um, you are just feeling one thing. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell that now. Uh, it's in the distance, in the, the way that this tunnel leads. And uh, the problem is like, you feel like it's aware of you now you too. Like you feel mm -hmm. that complete circuit. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's the consequence I'm imposing there. That is the problem that sometimes happens. Gaze <laughs> <laughs> into the void and the void gazes back. <laughs> so, uh, oh, what were you saying? I, I was going to say, like, you're still a little far away to, like, actually know what it is. But you know mm -hmm. that, you know that something is there and it's aware of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I would kind of stand up and dust my hands off and uh, cock my head in the direction uh, that I sensed it in and say, well, maybe it's just my old junk picker senses, or maybe it's a certain slant to the, the floor of this cave, but I get a strong feeling that we would find something that direction. Might not be what we want, though. <laughs> Well, as far as you can tell, it's the only obvious way to go. You know, the corridor kind of continues. Um, it's like the, those white tiles, but it's also cave-like because it's so dark. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to head in that direction, you can. Uh, there have been some cave-ins over the years, I would say. It's mm -hmm. kind of rough going. So we could probably represent how quickly you get to your destination via a group roll, likely a scramble, um, if we want to do that. Sure. Sure. Yeah, uh, somebody else leads the way on the scramble. Uh, <laughs> I think that Quell would say, you know, that's the obvious way to go. But I got to tell you, got a bit of a feeling in my stomach. Like you need it. You need to go. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like I got to go. Like, like there might be something there that we don't want to see or that doesn't want to see us. I don't know. Right. Are you saying you've got a bad feeling about this? <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know exactly what we're walking into. So let's not treat it, treat it like a stroll in the park. I mean, we're not in a park. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Good point. Thank you, Myriad. Thank <laughs> you for illustrating my point in your wonderfully straightforward fashion. <laughs> uh. 
So who would like to lead the way uh, through the caves? Myriad will be in front. Yeah. You're so nice. strong and brave, Myriad. That so is true. You're like the the wild hunter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a long cave. You know, like, like I said, there's some cave-ins, so there's a part where you'll have to scramble over stuff. And this will be a scramble roll. I think risky, I would have said limited, because you don't quite know where you're going. You just kind of know, well, we should keep following this corridor. But you do have some idea of where you're going now, because you attuned to something over there. So I'll say risky standard. And don't forget, Augustine, that you have minus one D on this. So and you can spend standard. gambits and push yourself as, as usual here. Pushing yourself for extra effect wouldn't really be a thing. But yeah. Okay, so Augustine... I'm seeing nothing, which is weird. I see nothing as well. <laughs> Augustine is too intoxicated. Oh, no. <laughs> the game has oh, taken oh. your keys away. <laughs> so if you roll, because I'm already at no dice. Oh, okay. Then it's just zero D. You can't have below zero D. <laughs> bonus dice does say minus. So uh, Okay. Well, go ahead and just try it again with no bonus dice. because okay, yeah. three. All right, there you go. So that's one just, fail. I just want to say how incredibly delighted I am by intoxicated <laughs> Augustine helping us out, it's coming along good. with us. You know what? I really, I really appreciate that Augustine was willing to take a little of their own medicine to yep. you know get make sure that this score went off without a hitch. Exactly. Yep. I am totally not being facetious. This really is extremely funny. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to push myself. That's too stressed to push, right? It is. Um, and you can also spend a gambit if you want, although you only have one left right now. Ooh, that's a crit. Nice. Well, that's yeah, probably going nice. to end up being the one we use. Um, but everybody else needs to roll to see if you fail. <laughs> oh, our scramble roll? Yep. Risky All standard. Right. Uh, scramble or twelve crit too. So does that mean we get another gambit back? Well, that's um, not a crit. A crit is two sixes. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I think I'm not sure how gambits work on group rolls. I'm going to say you'll get at least one gambit for this. I'll definitely give nice. you one gambit for this. I don't nice. think I'll give you two. We'll have to look into that more. But yeah, one is fine. Um, and yeah, you do have that heavy pack, so I think you probably. Uh, I think you're okay. I would give you less effect, but again, that doesn't make a difference because it's a group roll. So let's see what Gadget gets. Oh no. Okay. Well, that's okay. two. So that I'm is first. two failures. So uh, Myriad will take two stress from this. And the result we end up using will be that nice crit because Myriad rolled two sixes. I think we will follow the crew um, as they make their way through the caves, maintaining a good clip. Myriad, you know, pointing out all the potential pitfalls to avoid, and uh, Augustine uh, stumbling around them successfully uh, with, <laughs> with the help from their fr their friends, and uh, Gadget keeping up as well, sweating underneath that heavy pack as we come out <laughs> uh, to an, an opening in the cave and the the sight of whatever strange artifact awaits you. <laughs>